Listener Production. Two cuddly boys overloading the bromance cuter meter. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Alex Sison, do you know the Cash Me Outside girl? I do know the Cash Me Outside. Was she on Dr. Phil one time? Yeah, in 2016 was on an episode of Dr. Phil in a segment titled I want to give up my car-stealing, knife-wielding, twerking 13-year-old daughter who tried to frame me for a crime. (laughs) Anyway, when she got angry at the audience because she tried to steal a crew member's car while the episode was being filmed and the audience were having a go at, like, all, like, laughing at her and she said, all right. Catch me outside, how about that? That's right. Now infamous line, cash me outside, how about that? Right? Bronze not bopping her head. You're a big fan of cash me outside. It's just so iconic. I love it. Yeah, guess what? She just bought an $8 million house. She's rapping now. I know. She is huge. She's 19 years old. She's got 16 million followers on Instagram. (laughs) I think she goes by Bad Barbie. Yeah, Bad Barbie. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So, So from Cash Me Outside, how about that? To how about I buy an $8 million house? Ha ha, who's laughing now on Dr. Phil? Like, that is such an Isn't ultimate dunk. Isn't there just dunk. pieces of information sometimes that just make you want to jump into a volcano? <laughs> like, it's just... Don't bother we, trying. We try so hard. <laughs> yeah, if only I knew that the secret to success was car-stealing, knife-wielding, twerking and trying to frame my mum for a crime. Damn. <laughs> oh, well, tell you what... Bad Barbie is laughing now, that's for sure. It's it's a good news story to start this Tuesday. Cashing out, indeed. (laughs) Hope you have a hope you had a fun weekend or you know a nice weekend, a respectful weekend, enjoying the Anzac Day yesterday. We have a big show for you today. We're talking Hollywood scandals, and of course, we're getting a visit from our old mate Rand Dog, who you might have to catch him outside because he uh, he knows how to fire up. I hope you're having a good one no matter what you're up to at the moment. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I finally finished Gene Yars. Gene Yars? The Kanye West doctor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tell you what, I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> and it was alarming. It's alarming. You know, you see some footage of Kanye more recently. Um, you know, he's at some island getaway He's talking to his um, real estate managers, three. He employs three of them. I don't know, sleazy-looking dudes who just <laughs> obviously managing all of his properties. But it, Kanye was, you know, either, and, the, and the narrator says it. He mm. says, you know, I felt really uncomfortable catching Kanye in this moment because it seems like, you know, the stuff that he's saying is just, it's not making any sense, you know. He's obviously going through some kind of mental health episode and it's it's pretty mm. full on to see because, um, you know, there's a lot of jokes and stuff about him. He's always in the news, but then, yeah, to see that it's actually, a, it seems to be a very real mental health issue, then, um, yeah, it was mm. eye-opening. The real estate agents, they've just got the dollar signs in the eyes, though. Well, that's it. They're I all just, just laughing along with him and it's like, dudes, this is not, yeah. he's not well. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, that, that was interesting to watch. But then we moved on. You know, when that finished, we're like, well, what's next? Suddenly Belinda throws out the old what about the Brittany Murphy documentary. Oh, now, God, you, you guys have a type, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not even going to get started on the Woody Allen Mia Farrow documentary that we moved on to after oh, Brittany. Oh, God. But, 
<laughs> but, but, uh, oh, I mean, that was that's wild. But the Brittany Murphy one, okay. So as as uh, people may be aware, Brittany Murphy, very you know, a popular young uh, movie star, appeared in classics like Clueless, uh, Eight Mile. Was really sort of on the way up, had a lot going for her, then mm. kind of hit a little bit of a faulty sort of period and then dwindled a fair bit before very unfortunately um, dying in her home in 2009 of a very, at the time it seemed very confusing and sort of almost suspicious, right? Because she died of okay. pneumonia but you sort of go, well, how did a you know relatively healthy young person just suddenly die in their house? And what could have been done. Mm. And the documentary is is a really great watch if you kind of like that insight into uh, the the darker side of Hollywood, I guess. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of people were pointing um, the finger at Simon Monjack, who was the partner of Brittany Murphy at the time, because he was this sort of person that seemed to come into her, Brittany's life and then start becoming very controlling. Um, and... You know, eventually mm. she didn't have an agent, didn't have a manager. He was doing her makeup on movies for her. There's like footage of her in movies. Is he a makeup artist? <laughs> no, he's a writer. Honestly, you see some of the work that he did. You see her in this movie and like the makeup artist who was on the set was like, yeah, he just came in and said, I'm doing the makeup from now on. You see her and you're like, who thought that that was right? Like... She, like she's got like oh red God. lipstick, like in a, like almost like a frowny face. Her hair's all soggy and stuff. Like it's like, yeah, I tell you what, this looks like Brittany. It looks like an writer has done your makeup for you on a professional movie set. So, anyways, and I know that these movie these these shows can sort of you know they're, they're all to set out to, to paint a certain picture. But there was a couple of things when you're watching it, you just start feeling a bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. going, "Oh, geez, that's that's sus as." All right, so. The first one um, is okay. That so they, this is the things that are sus as in the documentary, or these are things that are sus as about the situation. Okay, okay, okay. So they were in the documentary. You feel that they're true in the documentary, but they describe sus as circumstances. Well, yeah, okay. Well, the, just things that you pick up when you're watching the documentary. Watching it, you're like, that's a bit sus as. Um, the first one, okay. This just made this. It just made me feel weird. Okay. So this is an interview that Simon Monjack, Britney's partner, and Britney's mum did with Larry King a few years ago talking about what happened, okay? And when Larry King puts to Simon, why didn't you want an autopsy? So what happened after her passing? After her passing. And when, when Larry King says, you know, why, wouldn't, why didn't you want an autopsy done um, to see what had happened and how a 32-year-old woman could just die suddenly, this is what Simon said. Well, just don't want autopsies, right? It wasn't that. I mean, I, I could blame the religion, it would be the easiest thing to do. This pristine body that was curvy in all the right places so and the skin like silk. This, does that, is that weird? Wait, what was the question he was asked in that situation? He was asked, like, why didn't you want to do an autopsy to see what mm. happened? And, and Simon was like, well, I didn't want to, like, Disrupt you know, why would I want to do that? the silk body. <laughs> yeah, that was curvy in all the right places. It just, I was like, it seems weird, okay? Second thing, second, (laughs) I mean, we're talking about like, yeah, anyways, look, the second thing, Simon does an interview with this, uh, with this publication to guide them through the house and to show them different parts of the, of the house. And this is one of the things that he says about. How long after the passing? This is a few months after it happened, right? And this is, this is what he says um, with regards to where Brittany passed away. Yeah, you're the first people to ever see the infamous bathroom. 
infamous part? Don't you think that's like? Why would you be kind of talking about it? Do you think that's weird, or am I just? Mm, it's a bit sus. Here's here's the third thing that that jumped out at me. All right, this is when Simon does the interview with Sharon Murphy, Brittany's mum, and Larry King asks about what happened on the day, uh, the day that that Brittany passed away, and uh, this is what happens in the interview. She said, "Mom, I'm dying. I love you." This is about an hour before, but... No, 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 baby, this was... You've forgotten oh, time. Sweetheart. Oh, Baby? Is that, is that not weird? Is it not weird that he called his partner's mum baby? His mother-in-law baby. <laughs> baby, you're, you're forgetting time. Doesn't that feel weird? The whole thing is loaded with just all of these weird things where you're like, what is going on here? And... Did anyone look into the susness? Well, look, there's there's a lot of sort of uh, pointing pictures. He actually ends up passing away in very similar circumstances in the house. So people are saying, oh, there's, there's mould situations and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then they didn't find, you know, mould spores in Brittany's lungs. Look, it's all unfold. It's all uncovered in this documentary. If it's the sort of thing you like, I reckon you're going to enjoy it. Mm. Regardless, go watch 8 Mile again. It's pretty mad. But stay away from the ramen girl. That wasn't very good. <laughs> Which one was that? The ramen girl. Oh, oh the man. Ramen. I had to turn it off. <laughs> it was rough. I smell toast. Well, Matt, last week a revolution was started in celebratory cuisine when uh, we talked to Alice Zavlasky from, uh, I was going to say in, in Veg We Trust, but it's Yeah, in I keep thinking that veg. as well, in, in Veg We Trust. <laughs> it's in Praise of Veg, uh, her incredible, basically the Bible of vegetable cooking. Mm, uh, but to see if it was possible to have a fairy schnitzel, a schnitzel which substitutes breadcrumbs for sprinkles, colourful sprinkles for that truly festive birthday. She came up with a couple of different ways to do it and we thought it's now time for Australia to come together and try and figure out which one of these work. When we drove into the mailbag last Friday, Mm. we realised that there is a desire, a want for this to happen, okay? Amanda had said, genius idea, okay? And while I can't cook for crap, I'm determined to give this a crack, right? Carly had said, yo, try cake crumbs, okay? That's how the Golden Orchids used to do their fried ice cream. So people are coming up with their own ideas, their own ways to make this possible. And we thought, why don't you show us, guide us, okay? Give it a crack. Mm. Let us know how you think it should happen. Exactly. We went down to the CSIRO and said, put your top people on this. We need to figure out if this is scientifically possible. And look, they they kicked us out of the foyer and said, go do it yourself. And so that's what we want to do. We're going to try and make our own fairy schnitzels. We would love you to attempt it as well. Get the hundreds and thousands out of the cupboard, start bashing away a breast and uh, let's see if we can't, or a thigh. What's this for schnitzel? It's a thigh. I think you'd do a breast, actually. Oh, some of them are that butterfly breast. Yeah, it's always the butterfly, isn't it? It's always the heart shape. So, yeah, give it a go and, and get creative, okay? Look, all I'm going to personally ask that I think is going to be a winning combination is that we get the round hundreds and thousands, okay? We want the proper fairy bread sprinkles. <laughs> we want all the colour there, okay? Mm. So we, we can't have any colour draining from them. Um, and, you know, w- well, we will accept. 
ideally. I don't know how we're going to get it. Well, like that's that, it. But... I mean, this is it. This is this is how history's made. It's not mm. made overnight. It's not made easily. Mm. It's made by hard work and mm. determination and some damn good sprinkles. Exactly. And remember, in the words of Benjamin Franklin, I think, <laughs> who tried to invent the light bulb a thousand times. Okay, and when it didn't work, he said. No, I didn't fail. I just found 999 ways that didn't work. And so I feel that if we take that mindset into creating the fairy schnitz, it's only a matter of time till we come up with Australia's latest food sensation. And just like the words of Marilyn Monroe, okay, where she said, if you don't love me at my crumb, you don't deserve me at my breast. All right? Does that... Does that make sense at all? <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're doing all the schnitzel quotes here. You also said, happy birthday, Mr. Matt O'Kine. Here's your fairy schnitzel to celebrate. Like, Thank you. you. Yeah, it popped that? out of the cake. Mm. Schnitzel earrings. I remember it like it was yesterday. Look, it was. <laughs> we want you to be a part of this, so please Give it a go. Send us your photos. We're going to try and get a gallery going. And uh, and more than anything, we just want to be inspired so that we can hopefully find a venue to actually bring this mm. schnitt to life. Yeah, the one that looks the best and tastes the best, I think we've got to pass that knowledge on to a licensed venue slash restaurant to uh, actually pop it on the menu for a night and we can all go along and enjoy a perfectly cooked fairy schnitz. What we'll be celebrating at the time? I don't know. We'll come up with that. We will be celebrating you going down in history as the official inventor of the fairy schnitt. So give it a crack. Your name will be up in lights and we'll have people coming into the pub or restaurant and ordering your Mm. creation off the menu. So give it a go, post it and tag Matt and Alex. And we can write your recipe down on some parchment and when people wearing their aluminium foil suits in the year 2182 can bite into a fairy schnitz and go, just like mama used to make. (laughs) I don't know what to think of that. Oops. Well, it's come to that time of the week where the usually mild-mannered, approachable... Um, softly spoken, all-day breakfast host Alex Dyson, that you know and love, changes form, much like a werewolf in the night and becomes what those who wrong us in the world quiver at fear at and becomes the creature that those who wrong us in the world quiver at fear at. It is the one and only Arant Dog. Yeah, that's right. Look, this is really just training because I've seen how some of these people act in Parliament, Alex Dyson, and, uh, you know, if you are indeed going to get elected to represent the people of Wannan, then uh, this kind of attitude, this grunt is going to be needed to be shouting across the room, Mr Speaker. Well, maybe I should do what Scott Morrison was doing and answering uh, questions from the media the other day where he was just out and about on the on the hustings and he started throwing in a few Mr. Speakers yeah, for no he did, reason. didn't you? He did. <laughs> Full-blown autopilot. I loved it. Um, just just chucking That's out of... That's quite incredible. 
bit of Mr. Speaker. I, I, I don't mind throwing around a little bit of Mr. Speaker just in general. Um, so that's how I'm going to order my fast food in the takeaway, <laughs> in the drive-through next time. No, no, Mr. Speaker, I'll get extra chips, please. I extra salt on the Thank chips, you, Mr. Mr. Speaker. Speaker. I feel there's an Australian sort of an electro kind of song in it. Like I think it's in the vein of, let's say, Shaggy's Mr. Bombastic and uh, Milo's <laughs> Dr. Beat. Duck, 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 Dr. Beat, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. Anyway, that's uh, for a future piece of content. But we better get into Rant Dog because Rant Dog cannot do the rants for which his name is derived without a little bit of rant fuel and that's usually provided by you via voice message. Send us one at matt.and.alex with something that's really peeving you off, as has Josh. I've got a rant about something my wife came across this morning. The scales in the bathroom were dead, so I said that I'd swap the batteries out, bring the scales downstairs to open it up, and I realised that my screwdrivers that I had were too big, and I'm a tradie so I have a lot of screwdrivers and even my tiniest ones couldn't even open it. So I've threaded the screws on the scales and I've now had to drill those screws out so I can get to those stupid little round batteries. I don't know why these companies don't make them just AAA batteries, make them nice and easy so they don't have to put the screws on for child purposes or whatever the hell they bloody put them on there for. But I just like to rant because it's pissed me off. Phillips head, flat head, Allen key, of all shapes and sizes, Matt. And I reckon that it's the same big companies that like mixing this up. So we've got to own every shape and every size of these things just to take a couple of batteries out of something that we could go down the shops and put ourselves on the scales for. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. Yikes. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even getting into people who make these telephones. You can't even take the batteries out of themselves. You got to get the hammer. (laughs) Remember the good old days, you'd drop your phone and the battery would literally (laughs) jump out of it like a salmon. You know, talk about easy access. Why can't we have a little bit more of that back in our bloody society? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. I don't understand these different sized batteries. I don't get it. I mean, double A, triple A, where's just A? And you got your paper, A4, A3, A0. (laughs) Can we just get a one size fits all for everything? Thanks. I'm sick of different sizes, Matt. We want a one size for everything. Oh, don't even get me started on bayonet and mini bayonet and screw light bulbs. I've got a different socket in every room in the house. We're talking about PowerPoints. How many? You're traveling overseas. You're taking along like a bloody, your adapter's the size <laughs> of your backpack. You got the war between bayonet and screws. <laughs> okay. You got A, double A, triple A. I don't know if we, I mean, don't, don't get me started on different, uh, we probably talked about this, but the takeaway containers and the different oh, lids. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm about to start rolling this stuff around with these sizes, different shapes and sizes. <laughs> Your SML. And then how about when you get on an elevator, right, ground floor or first floor? They change it if a different body building. <laughs> you know, what's B2? <laughs> what's M1? Mezzanine 1. 
Can we just stick to something, please? Cat! <laughs> please! <laughs> That's it for Rant Dog for this week. If you've got an issue, send it through. Matt.n.alex. And thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. I'm going to go out and apologise to my dad, who's in the kitchen. Probably you're wondering what all that yelling was about. Um, But (laughs) until next time, which is tomorrow, we're going to have to cash you later. Catch me outside. How about that? Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.